It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law. Featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney and partner with the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to maukbaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. If you live in Illinois, you're likely familiar with our ever-increasing taxes as well as our growing debt that is crippling our state. You're also aware of many, many other issues that are now uh, in the forefront Today, we will discuss these relevant issues with Alan Skillicorn. In his second term, the current Illinois State Representative of the 66th District, that's up between Elgin and Crystal Lake and that northwest area. Having lived in Algonquin, Crystal Lake, and Dundee, Representative Skillicorn's top priority in Illinois House is property tax relief. Alan, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Uh, there's so much to talk about in our state right now. This is um, not a great time for our state, I would say. You're, you're on defense as a Republican. Um, give us a little bit of the idea. How on earth did you get involved in politics? Well, I first want to say is everybody in Illinois is on defense, and it's not just this current term. It's been for years and years. This is right. Uh, and what got me involved is I was just a, a regular guy. I was involved. You know, I voted. I got involved in issues and stuff. Uh, but in my local town, uh, I, and I've always been uh, for sane policies. I was a member of the National Motorist Association, and they basically uh, would set up um, both forums and education for how to do good, responsible transportation policy. And my local town put up a red light camera, uh, which disturbs the traffic flow and basically is just about collecting more money from motorists. I did not like this one little bit. And it was only a few hundred feet from my house. So of course, now people didn't want to turn right on red. And that's basically all this was. It was a situation that catch people turning right on red that just rolled the stop stoplight. So we had people honking their horns and all this extra traffic right by my house. I did not like that to the least. So I called up my local village, and uh, they didn't really seem to care. And literally one trustee replied to me. Now, he was for it because he wanted the money. He was just honest about it. And we had dialogue back and forth. No one else on the board seemed to care. Uh, so this made me a little more interested in what's going on in my town. Came into a village meeting. They were talking about the budget, but they couldn't show me the budget. They actually said that I had to come in. Uh, that was a Monday night, a Wednesday morning, and they'd print out a budget for me to pick up. So I'd have to wait 48 hours for a budget, even though they're voting on it that night. I thought that was ridiculous. Uh, so I, what I started to do is uh, that was about the same time uh, that Ann Mangieski was talking about transparency. Yes. And I, and I remember that. That was really uh, right, something that I loved. I loved that a lot. So I started to FOIA my village. And then I made this website called Grassroots Revolution. And I made a little group called Grassroots Revolution, started posting all these budgets on the, on the website. And, and I remember like every week I'd, I'd FOIA another budget. And I remember the finance guy finally said, what do you want? Like, what are you trying to do? And I'm like, well, I want to get 10 years of budgets and track the change. So he was supplied a couple more years. So I had 10 years to post them. And I started to put down a graph and uh, you know, show the people in my town what was going on. And I saw a huge spike in spending over, the, over that 10 years. Uh, and I had, this, I had moved in there, what, 2005? Uh, and this was uh, probably 2008, 2009. 
Um, no, actually, it was probably more like 2008. Yeah, about that time I started that. And I saw a huge increase in spending. Uh, all of a sudden, it started getting interesting in that. Uh, and at the same point in time, I think that there was an uprising. People who were talking about fiscal responsibility and national and local politics. And I started kind of get caught up in that whirlwind. Eventually ran for village trustee, uh, became the vice chairman of the Young Republicans in Kane County, uh, became the vice chairman of the Kane County Republican Party, uh, and eventually ran for state representative and won. And now I am going toe-to-toe with Speaker Madigan on a daily basis. Well, you know, you, you raise this toe-to-toe with Madigan. It, it's a pretty tough fight right now for Republicans because we're so outnumbered uh, down in the legislature and then obviously the governor's office. So how, how do you do uh, – how do you carry on in this environment? So I've learned you've got to speak the truth and you've got to stand up for yourself and your people. Uh, there are millions of people in Illinois that are playing just aren't represented anymore. Because Madigan controls the map, controls the money, and controls who's elected. And in these areas that we can actually squeak out victories, we have to be even more loud and be more decisive and be leaders. And that, in the past, we haven't been leaders. And that has been the issue in Illinois because we're just a rudderless ship uh, guided by Mike Madigan and uh, the, basically what the, these secular humanists are doing to our, our culture and our society. So as a uh, Illinois resident who's pretty discouraged with the politics here, what's a game plan for actually seeing this change? What do we do with Mike Madigan? How do we deal with uh, our um, legislature right now that, that is so far afield in so many areas? We have to keep on pushing and leading people and giving them the truth. So many times people are misled by bad campaigns and all these ads and such. They got to remember that elections have consequences and how they vote on November, you know, the first Tuesday of November makes a difference in their property taxes, makes a difference in their schools, makes a difference in how their, their state is led. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Malkin Baker. If you have missed a part of this episode or want to hear previous Lawyers for Jesus interviews, visit MalkBaker.com. You can also subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Today, we have been speaking with State Representative Alan Skillicorn, and we're talking right now about really the fiscal state of Illinois. Now, one of the major questions coming up is the governor is now looking at tampering with our I believe it's our constitutional right to a flat tax in Illinois. Give us your perspective on that. Well, first, I also talk about this stuff on social media all the time. So you can always follow me on Twitter at Alan Skillicorn. Uh, my website's alanskillicorn.com, and my Facebook is Taxpayers for Skillicorn. I talk about this all the time because it's a big deal. Currently, in Illinois' constitution is guaranteed a flat rate. Also, in our Illinois constitution, it's a protection for pensions. So the governor wants to go in and change the Constitution for what I say is unlimited taxation, basically, and he doesn't want to change the Pension Protection Clause. Well, stop Why not? Right, stop right there, Ellen, because this is a, a big deal to me, as a matter of fact. Uh, we're ranked at the very bottom uh, of the states in the U.S. in terms of our fiscal um, health, and part of that problem is the pensions. So what do we do about that? And and why will there why, if we're going to amend this Constitution, will we not look at the pension aspect as well? Absolutely. So it's, according to WalletHub, we have the highest tax burden in the United States. Uh, we have the lowest ranked credit rating in the United States. Okay, And one quarter of every tax dollar spent goes to pensions. 
and that is going up because 20 years ago, uh, Governor Edgar uh, decided he was going to mortgage those pensions. So we have big balloon payments coming up. So every year that pension obligation is going to be $10 billion next year. That's big money. So if we amended the Constitution to change the way we tax, and you know what? Let's say we compromise with Governor Pritzker and said, you know what? We can give you more authority to tax people more. That's a tax hike, okay? But what if we also took away that pension protection clause? Wouldn't that be a compromise that the people of Illinois might be able to live with? Yes, they're going to have to pay higher, higher taxes, but there's going to be a limit. Now, if we just do it on the one aspect for unlimited taxation, it's just going to go up and up and up and with no reforms. The people of Illinois are crying out for reforms, and eventually that well of money is going to be dry. Well, let me ask you this. Why do we have this pension problem, and how is it tied into democratic politics? Well, both parties are definitely responsible for it. So they've underfunded pensions for years. Uh, 20 years ago, they decided to mortgage the pensions, and then after that, they've actually added to benefits, and they've had pension holidays. Uh, so we've had three pension holidays out of the past 20 years, and just a month ago, Governor Pritzker announced that he wanted to do another pension holiday. Tell me what a pension holiday is. I don't, I'm not familiar with that term. So effectively, let's say you're paying a mortgage on a home and you call your bank up and say, well, I want to stop paying principal for this whole year. I'll just pay the interest on it. And that's what it is. So unfortunately, uh, you know, back in 2005, 2006, and in 2010, uh, those governors, Bogoyevich and Quinn, decided that they're just going to pay interest on the, on the, basically a mortgage on the pensions. And they didn't pay the principal for those years. Well, don't forget, those are years that uh, uh, two of those years, the stock market was going up. Uh, when you're not putting money in, there, there's no return on investment. So that was a very bad economic idea. And right now, with Governor Pritzker talking about doing it again, uh, shorting pensions, bad idea, hurts workers, ultimately hurts taxpayers a lot more in the long run. Is there any way to uh, – well, let me put it this way. One of my thoughts is, is generally the, uh, a lot of these pensions are government pensions and school pensions. And both of these are tied into uh, the Democratic base. Am I right when I say that, or is am I missing on that? Uh, it's a broad state. I wouldn't quite – I mean, downstate, uh, there's going to be Republicans and Democrats that are mixed into both of those. I, I would say that's too broad a statement. How do you fix the pension problem that we have? Because we're, we, uh, I think we owe more than we can possibly pay on pensions at this point. So, yeah, so what do we do? It probably is more than we ever could pay. We're going to have to cap them. Uh, we're going to have to limit people collecting multiple pensions. Uh, and frankly, the contributions have to be higher from the employees. Those sound like a recipe for political disaster for anybody um, in favor of that. How, so, so how, in reality, can we ever have something like that happen? It, it really has to be the will of the people. And, and, but here's the problem. More and more people are leaving Illinois, and they're leaving Illinois because of taxes. Uh, so if we start getting a situation where population is declining any faster – how are we going to make those payments? It's just not going to happen. Eventually, those people are going to end up suffering. Uh, and what would you rather have, a mild haircut, or would you rather have your scalp chopped off? Uh, that's the question we're going to have, and that's just going to be the honest truth, and we're going to have to be uh, bold about that. And I don't, want, I don't want these people to be suffering, and the sooner we make these, these uh, changes, these reforms, the better. Coming up, we will talk further with Alan Skillicorn, Illinois representative of the 66th District about other tax issues and other matters affecting the residents of Illinois. I'm Rich Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio.
Hello, I'm David Smith, Executive Director of the Illinois Family Institute, an independent nonprofit ministry dedicated to boldly bringing a biblical perspective to public policy. Here at IFI, our mission is to support traditional family values, defend biblical truths, and uphold Christian morals. We consider Mauk and Baker our allies in this mission, and we are proud to support them in their legal endeavors. Mauk and Baker is a law firm that upholds Christian beliefs, putting God first. If you ever find your religious liberty and rights as a person of faith under attack, you can trust the attorneys of Mauk and Baker to fight for you. Mauk and Baker has a team of Christian lawyers who seek to achieve justice and advance the gospel through their work. If you have a legal need or question and would like the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact Mauk and Baker at 312-726-1243 or visit their website at maukbaker.com. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney with the firm of Mauk and Baker, a law firm based in Chicago, which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals in their legal needs. If you missed the first part of this show and want to listen online, go to maukbaker.com forward slash radio. Today, we are talking with Representative Alan Skillicorn of Illinois 66th District. We've been talking about taxes, and although there are so many other issues I want to get to, I don't think we're quite done with the tax issue yet. And, and you are a fighter with regard to the tax issue in Illinois, how desperately we need you right now. Tell us a little bit more about this uh, new tax scheme that uh, the governor is proposing, the progressive tax. Yeah, I actually call it the jobs tax, because that's exactly what it is, it's a tax on jobs. Uh, so what it's going to do is creating a sliding scale. So effectively, he's selling it as, hey, it's a tax cut for the middle class. And right now, the proposed rates are a fraction, fraction, fraction of percentage cut for people that are middle class. What they're not talking about, though, is a couple years after this is enacted, it's going to be another more increase, more increase, more increase. And where the money is, is the middle class. So I've done a, a great study on my website. Uh, actually, it's by my, my official website, which is repskillacorn.com. Wait, uh, slow down. That was too yeah, fast for well, my listeners. On. What is it again? So repskillacorn.com. And there is a uh, research tab on there, and it actually has by zip code all the incomes uh, by zip code in the state of Illinois. So you can see where the wealth in Illinois is. And Chicagoland area, so the Collar counties and, and Cook County, especially like the Loop, are 900 square miles of prosperity in Illinois. Outside of that, it is West Virginia. It is Appalachia. Incomes are low at the poverty line or below. Uh, and you'll see that a lot of people in Illinois don't even pay federal income tax because of you know tax credits and such. Uh, that's significant. So there's a lot of wealth generated in the collars. So this, this progressive income tax is really aimed at taxing the collars and taxing the loop. Now, people are like, well, that, that's no big deal. It's not going to tax me more. But those tables, the numbers are going to start moving down right to the middle class. Uh, so just a year or two after they try to do this, it's, it's going to be a massive increase for everybody else. And don't forget, the people at the top of the scale, they might move out. A lot of those businesses, they're caught up. I mean, if you have an S-Corp or, or, or whatever, you're going to be caught up in these higher tax rates and force people to move out. So what they're actually talking about on the, on the business side of things for the corporate, uh, with the additional private property tax that Illinois adds onto businesses, uh, that's going to be some of the highest taxes in the nation. You can't tell me that businesses aren't going to go across the border into Indiana or another state. It's just, it's just going to happen, and they're not going to get the Wisconsin. revenue numbers. Well, I also I warn people, 
Wisconsin is still a high-tech state, people, and a tax retirement there. So if you're thinking about retiring and you think about Wisconsin, do the math. It may not work out for you. Now, property taxes are definitely lower in Wisconsin, but do the math. And that's just another reason I like to say that Illinois is worth saving. So currently, we don't tax retirement here in Illinois. That's a good thing for seniors. And if they wanted to do that, you know, and, and there have been some people in the majority party that want to do that. That'd be a bad, bad move. I, I don't these know people what you mean leave. by that tax retirement. What, what are you talking so about? So Illinois does not tax retirement income. So the federal government still does, but Illinois does not. So uh, if you are, you know, 62 and, you know, you're earning a living, whatever you're doing, you get taxed at 4.95% in Illinois on that income. But if you retire and you're collecting uh, Social Security or like a modest pension or something, you don't get taxed uh, that 4.95%. I was not aware of that. Wow. Yeah. So if you're in Illinois and you're retired, you don't get state income tax. Uh, that is a great thing here in Illinois, and it's just another reason to make Illinois uh, – just keep on talking about it. Illinois is worth saving. So just for our listeners a little bit more, so how are all these regulations, these tax regulations, negatively affecting business in our state? What's well, going on? Many, many ways. We're opening door for liability, lawsuit, additional insurance. So if you own a you – know, a, 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 let's say you own a landscaping firm. You have workers' comp you know, payments that are very, very high compared to other states. Uh, then you have opportunities of being you know, sued, so you have additional insurance risks. Uh, these are big, big costs of doing business here in Illinois, and th our neighboring states don't have the same kind of costs. And unfortunately, I have seen so many bad bills, at least this session in Springfield, that would make it so much more expensive to uh, operate a business. So I have a small business, and you know, I do it myself basically, right? Uh, I can't imagine what I'd have to do to hire somebody. I mean, I would have to make so much more money to take on more risk to do it. And I just can't do it. I mean, I can't find a way that I can expand fast enough to do that. It basically uh, prevents me from ever hiring someone. And, you know, think about that. That's another person who doesn't have a, a solid, regular job. Uh, and it has, you know, greater significance. That family isn't going to be, that family has to look for work and things like that. Even though the economy in our United States is actually going on pretty well now, unemployment is very, very low, but Illinois lags the national average. Illinois lags national average in wage growth. It's because of these things here that we've made it harder to employ people. And frankly, like, look, at, look at me. If I was going to take my little business and expand it, that means I would have to take on a bigger risk. And I'm very risk adverse. I don't want to do that. And because of Illinois' policies, it does, that just hurts me. It hurts the person I was going to hire to do a little extra work or maybe down the road hire two people. It hurts the community. It hurts our moral fabric of our society to have these just over, overdoing all these business regulations. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of Malkin Baker, and we are talking with State Representative Alan Skillicorn. We've been talking about taxes, and we've been talking about the regulations in Illinois and how they're hurting us. I have this question, and, and I don't know the answer. With the direction that this state is taking, uh, the negative direction that it's, and it's been on this course for some time, how come we keep reelecting the same people to make the same mistakes? What's your, you know, I'm asking you straight out, what's your answer to that? Well, special interests here in Illinois are very powerful. And we just need people to start standing up. Remember when Illinois, I'm uh, sorry, Chicago and Cook County turned around that, that soda tax? I find it ironic that people were outraged because they had to pay 12 cents on a, a can of Mountain Dew, right? 
but they're not outraged about the six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars they're paying on property taxes to their underperforming schools. That's what I find quite ironic. And and here is something that I do like to point out to people. So when Governor Rahner mistakenly signed HB 40, which was taxpayer funding of abortions, the biggest benefit of that was Cook County. So Cook County, the Stroger Hospital, they did free abortions, right? Well, now with HB 40, immediately those are all Medicaid eligible. So Cook County billed the state of Illinois for $10, $12 million worth of abortions. So they've got this big $10 million windfall. What did they do as soon as that was signed? They started the effort to repeal the soda tax or the sugar tax, right? Because they had this big windfall of money. And that was just basically a transfer to Cook County and what they've been doing for years uh, against everyone else in the state of Illinois. It, that is bad policy. Uh, and But look at where people are upset. They're upset about soda tax, but they don't care about the other stuff. And that's a shame. My job is to educate people that all these nickel and dime taxes add up, but especially when you look at an opportunity for you know this jobs tax, this progressive tax, this graduated tax, that's bad news. Uh, all these other little things that add up, and uh, your property taxes that go to schools that are unperforming, you know that's a shame. That's a waste. It's driving people out of our state. I would hate for my listeners to think that the only issue that you're concerned about is taxes. What are some of the other issues that you're also working on right now? Well, I mean, obviously, that's a big area, and I'm looking at constitutional amendments of how do we uh, could reform property taxes or reform our pension code and, and actually save money. I mean, two years ago, I submitted a, a balanced no-tax hike budget. No one else in the House of Representatives did that. I was able to file that, and it worked. Uh, but I've been obviously very focused on uh, fiscal issues, but moral issues matter too. Uh, the moral fabric of our society is on the line. Uh, right now, I mean, the, nationally, the Democrat Party is moving very far left with some of these infanticide bills. We have them here in Illinois, too. I mean, there was an infanticide bill filed in, in, in Illinois. Uh, Illinois currently has a restriction on, um, on minors receiving abortions without parental consent. So this is a situation where maybe there's an abuser. You know, maybe there's an uncle who's an abuser or something like that. And most of the men uh, that uh, are involved in these situations are over, over age. And the, and the girls are younger in these situations. I mean, that's just the truth of it. If we repeal that, uh, Illinois could be like a, 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 a place where underage girls come in and get these taxpayer-funded abortions. And just so people know, uh, any, any um, minor uh, that is pregnant is automatically assumed Medicaid eligible. You know, effectively, I mean, other than your question and your name and a few other questions, you know, they don't ask for income verification or anything like that. They're just automatically eligible. Uh, these are going to be taxpayer funded. And literally, you could have groups that are just driving uh, young girls across the state border into Illinois to get a, a serious medical procedure done with no one's notice. We worked in this firm very hard to, to see that that litigation actually allowed for parental notice. And now we're, we're we're facing having that and so many other uh, moral issues appeal. Um, and so where is your stand on those moral issues? Oh, I'm, I'm fully pro-life. I mean, the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, you know, guarantees citizens, citizenship, right? And those are human beings. I, I'm, I mean, I'm, those human beings deserve due process. I, I'm with you, Alan, 100%. Alan, thank you for speaking with us today. Uh, I'm going to ask you again, how can people help support your efforts? Yeah, it, it just keeps spreading the word. Social media is very effective and uh, very vocal. Uh, Twitter, at Alan Skillicorn. Uh, use Facebook, uh, Taxpayers for Skillicorn. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Alan Skillicorn. 
Uh, but that does spread the word and it magnifies the voice. And we need that because there's so few conservative voices here in Illinois. Oh, we need that. And Skillicorn, by the way, is spelled S-K-I-L-L-I-C-O-R-N. So by all means, uh, follow Alan and the things that he's doing on the Internet. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Visit our website and subscribe to our Religious Liberty Newsletter with legal updates or call us and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. And if you've missed the first part of this show or want to listen online, go to maukbaker.com forward slash radio. Thanks for listening. I'm Rich Baker, attorney at Mauk and Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. You're gonna have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody.